another episode of Y-Tune Shuffle, y'all. And is it W-H-Y? Y-Tunes on iTunes? Or is it MyTunes? M-Y-Tunes? Like, we have to, I think we have to think a little bit about the, the catchiest version. I really was just thinking, like, Y. The yeah, letter that's how y. I got it. Like a big Y slash tunes. That's what I thought. Okay, that's it. All right. Y-Tunes. Y-Tune Shuffle. Do you want to have a cartoon? Yeah, why not? That, why that, would we not have a cartoon? Like a cartoon image of us doing this yeah i don't know why we wouldn't okay good yeah let's make that happen okay so it's a cartoon a music intro and <laughs> music fades we're walking into an actual conversation this is a really big deal mm-hmm. all right talk talk to me talk to me mm-hmm. there's a nice little beat that's loud you don't know this song this is blink 182 See now we're 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 out of my age range. We're mm-hmm. we're updating. Mm-hmm. Um, What's Blink One Eighty Two? Only like Ooh. the biggest pop punk band of the late nineties. Pop punk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in New Jersey, and I did not know that. Oh yeah. What part of New Jersey? Um, Central Jersey, right outside of Trenton in okay. Ewing. Mm-hmm. And my parents split up when I was twelve, mm-hmm. and we spent another year, I think in New Jersey and my mom was like I hate this state mm-hmm. she was like I'm getting the hell out of here mm-hmm. she packed up the dogs packed up the kids whatever she could fit in the car and we drove to California where my uncle lives is, is it just you or do you have siblings I have a sister so how's your sister she's three years younger so she was you this is total like from that sitcom um, one day at a time oh yeah do you remember that sitcom no okay anyway well, some, some of our listeners might but you drove across country from Jersey to California yeah listening and- to Blink 182 no, um, growing up, we played this game, this radio game. My parents were very into music, very hippies, you know. Before we, the they were hippies with money, you know. Yeah. And so we would sit around the dinner table, and they'd be like, "Who is that on the radio?" And we're like, "Rod Stewart," okay. you know. We're yeah, like, yeah. "Whitney Houston," like we would get it. Awesome. So that was the game that we would play. Mm-hmm. CCR, the Almond Brothers, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so when we moved to California, it was kind of. Um, it was kind of the first time that I ever got to discover music on my own because I got involved with the cutest straight edge group of people that you could ever meet. Straight edge, the anti-drug team group? Yeah. You know, I was so lucky moving. We moved to Irvine in Orange, in Orange County. I mean, we were as poor as poor could be. I think mm-hmm. single mom, just trying to figure it out. I have... Now in my later years, I respect my mom a lot for the decisions that she made. But at the time, it was just like, why are we so poor and everyone else has cars for their 16th birthday? Were you apartment dwellers? Oh, yeah. Wow. A complex. But I wound up meeting a boy, Paul, and he wound up being my high school sweetheart. His family just took me in. And his friends, they wound up starting a band, of course. Paul? Paul and Eric and Jason. And they wound up starting a band called One Generous Cup. Which I picked. <laughs> One generous cup. Why? How? How did that? Name? I don't know. We were. He was like, we don't have a name for our band. And so I was flipping through books, magazines, whatever, and a recipe came up. I was like, you should be one generous cup. And he's like, that's so ambiguous. <laughs> you guys were so cool. We were so cool. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Paul played the drums. So I was the drummer's girlfriend, which is the worst because they want help moving all of that equipment. Oh, well. It's the worst. But wow. they were, all of them were into, there was eight of us all together. There were four guys and four girls. And... We were all into Blink-182, Eve 6, like this pop punk era. 13, the red, 14, 15 years old? 
Um, well, they all the boys were senior. Well, they were a year ahead of us. So okay. as I was, a so- the girls were all sophomores. Okay. The guys were all juniors. Okay. So we hung out for those two years, and then once the guys graduated, all the girls were like, "Now what do we do?" Oh, I know. Wow. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <it was> stupid. <laughs> no heartbreak. Did he go off to college, Paul? Yeah, he did, but locally at Fullerton, he was Cal so sm- he was so smart. I was like, I'm going to save money and not spend a lot going to college, you know, whatever. He was so smart. And then I went to college in New York City. So I was the one that left. Where did you go to college in New York City? I went to a performing arts conservatory. Nice. The American Musical and Dramatic Academy. In Manhattan? In Manhattan. Oh. Yeah. Great. So that's what I did. But anyway, so being with all those guys, they were just so into this punk stuff. Um, Learned about no effects and uh phoenix tx i mean some 182 or something like that some 41 some... <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, uh, yeah bowling for soup which you know whatever they didn't bowling for soup is the name of a band it is yeah so it's it's pop punk I yeah because I, I think the band the... i don't know if you're familiar with the band thrice nope okay well that band started twice, at irvine high and we got to see them perform in our little amphitheater at lunch so that was kind of cool to watch they were we were like yeah throw it. and so k-rock picked them up and they got to perform at one of their weenie roasts and we were like we saw them before they were huge so are they still out there thrice i think so hmm. it was a little too hardcore for me mm-hmm. but you know it was fun hardcore like a, a like, sense of hardcore what what was the what were the shows like fighting mosh pits yeah i think mosh pits mm. which is fun i went to a social distortion social d concert mm. and i've never been sweatier in my entire life i love social d yeah. you do mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. moshing that's where uh, i learned how to mosh i i, I learned in south boston <laughs> I learned the hard way. Yeah. Oh man, all you crazy white people! Oh my gosh! And then and then being dragged out of JJ Foley's in Downtown Crossing and getting thumped. And this is not the mosh pit, but there was no uh, oh no 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 differentiation between the thugs that got my ass whipped. Interesting. Yeah. So you moshed it out. We did. Yeah. Blink one eighty two. Blink one eighty two. They're terrible live. Don't don't ever listen to them. I don't live. think I'm going to see them live. Are they still together? Yeah, they just came out with a new album. Wow, still mm-hmm. blinking. <laughs> they are. Yeah. 182 times. And then some. You know, we're having a Y-Tune connection right now. Are we? We're having a very big Y-Tune The Eurythmics. Mm-hmm. These sweet dreams are made of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, why? What What do you mean? This This song is equally important. To, this is a very pivotal song in my life. I want to hear why you have it. Really? Yes. You go I, I laugh when this song comes on. I love, it's on my running playlist. Okay. Oh, yeah, this is about your running. This is one of my run running songs, but I laugh when it comes on because there's a very specific moment in that very short amount of time when we still lived in New Jersey before my mom packed the car and took us out to California. Mm-hmm. So we had that awkward weekend trip between mom's house and dad's house, and my sister and I could only agree on this CD to listen to back and forth. This is the only thing that we could both agree on. And I remember thinking one time, and he had this like Nissan pickup truck. So, you know, we're just all sitting together, scrunched up in the front of mini this truck. mini truck. And <laughs> whoever got to sit in the middle got to shift because it was a stick shift, of course. So we were fighting over that. <laughs> but then, so this song would come on. And I remember just the multiple back and forth trips that we would take. The song would come on. I'm like, Dad, why do people want to be abused? 
Right. <laughs> Dad, why do people want to be a right? Because that's, that's a big like deal conversation. I know, mm. and I just remember. <laughs> I must have been thirteen at the time, so my sister had to be ten, and I remember looking at his face like, "Well, there are a lot of different people in the world, and you know, sometimes hurt people just want to be hurt." <laughs> wow. I know, and I was like, "Oh, okay." Didn't make sense. I don't think it ever really occurred to me what it meant until recently. But I laugh because that moment that my dad had to step up and be a dad, you know, and really discuss like, well, this is the way the world works. He did. He was just like, well, hurt people just want to be hurt sometimes. Okay. It can get very clinical. Right? Yeah. I mean, that was kind of, it was just like, okay. Yeah. It's almost like, you know. Why would people want to do that to themselves? You don't always steal home, but sometimes the runner will steal home. And that's the way, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) just matter of fact, straightforward. This must have been, I'm guessing, 1982. 82? 82 when you, when this was. Well, I was born in 83, so. Oh, so. Oh, my God. You're no, so this is much so later. Young. So yeah, this is just so the Eurythmics be... had been established, and oh, this, yeah. this is a decades-old song. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so great. I just love you know, and I, I we all experience it. You know, the music of mm-hmm. our forebearers. You know, the elders. Mm-hmm. Song. It's just a tra- so. You guys got hip to the Eurythmics oh, yeah. in the '90s. This yeah. is '95. Then yeah, it must have been. They're still kicking it. Well, at least in that little pickup truck, they were. It's a Y Tunes connection. It's Twice the, a weekend. When my mother was <laughs> dropping me off at Hancock Airport to go off and you know be on my own, mm-hmm. this was the song playing as we pulled up. And really, I said goodbye to my mom. I said sweet and dreams. And I flew are... off to my first big adventure in my life. Wow. Mm, yeah, yeah. And this song was was playing. It was a big MTV rotation song. I bet. Yeah, really. The rhythmics. I mean, what's her name? I don't even know. Annie her name. Lennox. Annie, and and her sidekick. I think it was her husband. That was sort of like the two of them were shown oftentimes during this uh-huh. video. Yeah. Yeah. And she would, they were, he would dress in kind of feminine style and she would dress in that's sort of a masculine style for the video. I feel like I should know more about it, but I don't. That's, that's, well, that's the, you know, that's the idea here is, is why to, we're, we're figuring it out. Why is the song here and, and, and why, why yeah. don't I know this? Yeah. So there's, this is an educational program as much as anything oh, else. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I feel smarter now. You look smarter. <laughs> In just that few minutes of time. My brain is so wrinkled. Mm. Are you doing comedy a lot? <clears throat> yes. Yeah? Where are, you, where are you performing mostly these days? Mostly at the Comedy Store, Flappers, and the Clown House. These are big-time venues. I, uh, I Flappers and the Comedy Store, internationally known venues. Yeah. What's this Clown House? You've been there. Downtown. I know. I'm practicing my interview skills. Oh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Reset back like, to one. You've been there. Now I've recently the been. House. I've recently been there, but you know what? That's a legitimate question, Maggie, because mm-hmm. I I happen to through friends know the people that run the Clown House. Yes. And I, apparently, I'd met them in my past drinking days. Oh. But don't have many memories of actually meeting them the first time. Isn't that Hus- something? Jeff, well, actually, Jeff Husbands. I don't know. I didn't know until I went there. Yeah. And then he's great. Yeah. Adam Barnhart. It's his place. His name is on it. Adam is the guy who owns yes. Clown House. And he's wonderful. He is wonderful. And him and Jeff Husbands are kind of a comedy team. And they've got a lot of stuff going on. Jeff is a vet, actually. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they, they, do so, they do so much stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Clown House is a space in downtown on Pico and Grand mm-hmm. that they're trying to make 
a really comfortable space, specific, specifically for women and minorities to come and perform and feel safe and feel comfortable. And it really is. It is probably, there's no alcohol because they're both sober. It is probably the the warmest room you can ever be in. All the performers that come are encouraging. They stay, they participate, you know, mm-hmm. they pay attention, which is which was really hard, you know. I just did a gig at Flappers last weekend and all the performers that went up kind of they either took off right away or didn't stay in the room to support, which I guess isn't a big deal, but I feel like well, it, it was the eighties when I late eighties when I first well, I guess nineties when I first started mm-hmm. really seeing that operation and, mm-hmm. and it was a kind of a post explosion of clubs, but it's now I mean, there's just so much going on, and you guys do like four or five different mics a night. That wouldn't be unusual, or at least you, you're probably going to be in two, two or three different clubs, right? In one night, that wouldn't be unusual. No. Yeah. What's this? Um, this is my absolute favorite all-time country singer. His name's Eric Church, and he came into the scene in 2005, 2006, when I got my first job working for a morning show in country radio, and this was in a little town called La Crosse, Wisconsin. Wow, Maggie. Mm-hmm. How did you end up in La Crosse, Wisconsin? You're like, it's Jersey, <laughs> Irvine, mm-hmm. La Crosse. In that order? Uh, well, yeah, there's more in between there, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're in La Crosse, Wisconsin. La Crosse, the Wisconsin. year is 2006. Yes. And, and you're working at what on this morning show? What are you doing? I am a co-host. I mean, it was my first morning show gig, and my, my co-host, Arnie Andrews, was is one of the most diehard country fans classic country old school country he's just a country fan if you googled arnie andrews could you get a picture in a bio i'm sure okay do that then listeners he he is um we're doing it now here in the show yeah i'll see arnie andrews he's so talented and my favorite my favorite thing he would always say he's always like they should make a statue for that guy (laughs) <laughs> and he'd say it like that because it was Wisconsin. Yeah, right? he had he, that like, he, that, he has just, oh my gosh, this voice. He's you for that guy. Where you're like, that doesn't fit your mouth. Like, it doesn't fit your face. <laughs> it doesn't. This, but, the sound of his voice did not fit his mouth or his face. No, not at all. Why, what was his mouth and face like? Just, he kind of, this ginger look to him. Oh, okay. But you can tell he was kind of balding because he wore a cap all the time. Oh, uh, yeah. Not very tall, not very fit. But not big either. Well, how did you end up meeting this? Was there an ad? Like, did you? Yeah. Search? So I just applied for this job. Oh my god, this job! <laughs> I wound up working for not very long. Um, but Eric. So Eric Church was like the first new artist that I kind of got a hold of, and I remember listening to this album, "Sinners Like Me," front to back on repeat, and I remember thinking, "This is the best album." Top to bottom that I've heard since Matchbox Twenty in like ninety four, ninety five. And this is this this is off the album Sinners. Oh yeah, like us. And what's the name of this? Cut? Sinners like me. This is called uh, like Guys me. Like Me. And this is called so, Guys Like Me. Yeah, okay. the song's like I can't believe this woman is around for a guy like me. Like I'm just a schlup, but she's amazing and she mm-hmm. still likes a guy like me. I think a lot of us can relate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's good. He's like a he's like a man's man country guy. And I remember driving all over Wisconsin before he got big to see him perform. Oh, cool. Like in smaller venues. Oh, my God. So you're literally just sitting in a circle watching him play. And it's Have you seen like, uh, Eric in a big venue? Yes. When was the last time you talked to Arnie? Years. And it's been too long. Why don't we call him right now? I should. I wish I had his number. 
Well, you know, maybe the next time you come to the show. Yeah, but Arnie, he's um, he's been taught, and he he literally was my first musical education in country music. And so we would sit, and he's like, "Well, you know, this song was produced by this guy, and it was written by this guy, but they sold it to over here and this guy, and and this is why Waylon Jennings is important, and this is why you know Merle Haggard is important." And it's just like, and so he really is the foundation of why I like country music even at all. So. Well, thank you, Arnie Andrews. But that job, let me tell you, it was an ad that I found online. So I, I was living in Minneapolis at the time with my dad, which was close, and went down there, interviewed, loved it. But then we went out to lunch, and the guy that ran the station was, like, massaging the neck of the secretary that worked there. At this station in Wisconsin? Yeah. The the station manager, the owner? Yeah. Was rubbing, okay? Yeah. And, like, like, hugging her and, like, doing these weird things. And I remember sitting with Arnie by myself finally in a studio and I was like what's the deal with Jeff and Jessica because this is weird and he was like thank you it's nice to know that we're not the only ones that think it's really weird and fast forward a couple years later apparently some sexual lawsuits were filed sexual Jessica against Jeff yeah or, or clients against Jeff Jeff got fired and it became this big deal but that moment where I was like what's the deal with Jeff and Jessica and Arnie's like yeah it's gross isn't it well, keep your hands to yourself, you lizard man, and that's not going to stand. Sorry, I just, I, you know, not, wow, shit, whoa. Yeah. And you were there for the whole thing. Wow. Well, How many years in Wisconsin? Two. I wound up going to Green Bay after that. <laughs> you put some time into the Midwest. I mm. got another confession to make. What's this? This is the Foo Fighters, Best of You. There's so much music out there. There's just there's no, there, there just isn't enough time in this lifetime. I know. This is called Best of You. Best of You. So we went from uh, Eric Church to Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters have always been in my top five favorite bands. I think Eric Church too. Sure. Um, but this song in particular, there's one, there's been one man in my life that I've really ever loved, still do. Thank you. You don't have to get intimate. That's <laughs> okay. That's not me. I, <laughs> I mean, we have a very solid friendship. Okay, good. Um, to go on, please. This one man, I interrupted a moment there and I shouldn't have done it. No, please go no, on. No, no, no. It's good because I'll cry. No, um, this, this particular man, he, um, he saved me so many times just from myself. What's his? Does he have this man have a name? Yeah, but I I don't, don't want to share say it. it. Okay, does he? He has a soul. Yeah. And you loved him. Still do. Okay, good. There's nothing. You know, that's fine. People need to know that they're not alone in this. Yeah. We all. Yeah. I still. And he, when he got engaged, <laughs> I was oh. like, I was like, oh my god, there's no shop for me. What's the, and this is the Foo Fight. Why is how is this song relevant? Someone to this? getting the best of you. So, and I was like, it's not me. <laughs> and every time this song came on the radio, I would cry and cry. <laughs> he got the best of you. He did, but Maggie. I didn't get the best of him. Maggie, isn't that terrible? It's life. I know. It's it's what. It's, I know. So anytime, and what's funny is like I've I've been married and now divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, "But you were in love with him, right?" I'm like, "Well, I loved him, but I don't know that I was in love. You know, not the same way with this person 
that I'm thinking of. So I think we have to attach that sort of Zen, I think, yeah. ideology of like, in that moment I was. I think everything has to be yeah. so permanent and forever. Yeah. When in fact, I think we're realizing now that, well, in that moment, yeah, I certainly was. Yeah. In this moment, I'm certainly not. Yeah. And that's okay. Love is hard. I think the hard part is like... <laughs> I, I just... Just go ahead. <laughs> is... That, that bullshit saying where it's like, it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Really? Now I have to live with this. <laughs> There's something to it. It's not bullshit. You know, it's not bullshit. If you have a bird, let it go. If it flies back, it's yours. If it doesn't, it never was. I don't know. There's something along those lines. Should we go to the last song? That's is this the, the last idea. is this the last one? So this is the Foo Fighters. Is it is this does Foo Fighters end? We're ending the song? Yeah. Okay. Let's just skip. Sure. I yeah. don't I'm gonna it's too much. It's too close. That's I'm all over the place. You should see we the moves are. coming That's, out of Dave right now. <laughs> because I, I, we're, it's another Y two connection. You know? Oh, tell yeah. me everything. No, I, this is your. You're the guest. You, uh, we, you go first. That's the rule Maggie and I have. Is Maggie goes? You're the guest. So the guest goes first. Okay, yeah, so uh, Notorious B.I.G. Growing up in New Jersey, he was very East Coast. Mm-hmm. And when that whole <laughs> you're dancing, it's killing me. Okay, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, I got it on mine too. Oh, good. Yeah. He, uh, the East Coast, West Coast thing that was happening between Tupac and Biggie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think in middle school I really understood what was happening. But when Biggie died, I remember we stopped everything. Homeroom didn't happen that day. And we just talked about that. Just talked about Biggie. Torius B.I.G. This school you went to is is awesome because you everything stopped when media celebrities either kill or get killed. Yeah. OJ, you stopped and talked about it. In, is it the <laughs> <Yeah>. same school? <laughs> no. Uh, was it a, what, that was elementary school for OJ, and then it was middle school for Biggie. For Biggie. I was working at MTV when Biggie got clipped. Get out. Yeah. No, I was. When he got clipped. <laughs> Sounds like gangster. <laughs> Sub. So, I'm, just, I'm just I'm trying to keep it real, man. If you could just take your bandana off right now, that'd be like, like that'd be great. If I took this bandana off, <laughs> I would have to kill you. <laughs> okay, so that is a teardrop tattoo. It's mm. not just a mole. On my on my right eye? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so you were working at MTV. Why so you have this on yours as well? Yeah, I was working uh, for a show called Buzzkill, which was one of the first sort of, you know, Post candid camera, hidden camera shows. Yeah. These three kids—I don't even remember their names—but I would, I would write their little, their little game, you know, their little tricks, their yeah. little pranks. And yeah, I just remember every morning I'd read Variety and um, <clears throat> the other sort of industry mag at the time, really before the internet and all this kind of crazy stuff. Yeah. But the biggie music really didn't come until my hiatus from show business, I which I had many and have many, and I'm technically probably on one now. Um, I worked extensively with uh, teenagers that were transitioning from juvenile hall into uh, either back home with their families or into foster care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hip hop was the soundtrack of that whole entire experience for me. And um, even though I I can't say that I, I'm straight out of Compton, I... Uh, You're straight out of Ithaca. I'm straight out of Ithaca, New York. Um, I got invited into that 
scene, you know? Yeah. I got invited in. Had a yeah. taste of it. And yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Isn't isn't it when we can just t- kind of take a pause and really sort of, you know, look at the diary of our life mm-hmm. in both, you know, words, music, and reality? You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, we're all, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what's fun about music, right? You want to hear something embarrassing? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how they always said east side, west side? Mm-hmm. Well, someone, you know, those desks that had like the lip for the pencil that you would put in. So you'd sit at the desk and at the top of the desk, if you didn't want your pencil to roll away, you just put it in that that little yeah. indentation. Do they still have those types of desks with a little indentation for writing material? No, I don't, I don't know. They I did in remember. the 90s. Well, someone had, pen, they were bored and they had penciled in West Side, East Side. And I didn't know that that was the Biggie Tupac warm. Mm-hmm. And I penciled in one day north side south side because i was bored in the same class and then i remember the next week when we get back to school they're like who wrote north side south side it's stupid and i was like yeah it's really stupid you ever did that sort stupid that's that's great those those moments where this is going to be something and then all of a sudden it's like i was the one who did that yeah when it's recognized oh my god yeah was that said out loud or was that like written in a graffiti on the desk? No, somebody said it out loud. Like, who wrote that? Who wrote North Side, South Side? Like, that's so uncool. That's stupid. You don't even know what that means. Yeah. That was the Civil War. Well, because my thought was like, well, someone didn't complete the compass. <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> yeah. That's how your brain works. Yeah, I know. That's very logical. Yeah. Yeah. Now I hope that you can go back to the reunion and say, by the way, I was the one who wrote North Side, South Side. Oh, my gosh. No one probably even remembers. Thank you so much for being on Y-Tune Show. Now we know why, Maggie Mayfield. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs>